0: Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. You can join us. The number for you is 603 283 6160. Whatever happens to be on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves here. And in the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. And Joa. Joa's uh, making his triumphant return. <laughs> yep. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Joa, a.k.a. Breaking the Flaw. You can find his channel. On YouTube, and more importantly, Odyssey as well. Also joining us in the studio tonight. It's Bonnie. Bonnie is with us as well. And you've been not doing as much breaking of the flaw recently <sighs> as the yeah. uh, the gang, the criminal enterprise known as the state of New Hampshire, has come after you, and mm-hmm. they suspended your driver's license, even though you paid the fees to yeah. unsuspend it more than once, yes, two yes. or three times. Yeah and uh, that some of all that i thought i've paid it for it three times
1: but in two states as well
0: what snowballed <laughs> out of all that situation came to court today yes. we can talk about that coming up here sure. in a moment but uh, we also have a uh, special guest mark edge on the line with us here uh, hey mark mark welcome uh, back to the hey. air
2: thank you well i wish it was under better circumstances <sighs>
0: Um, Mm. Now, you're not referring to the fact that half of your crew is facing federal prison. You're talking about what happened in Honduras today.
2: Right. Honestly, um, you know, I mean, one could choose to look at my life as a a big problem. But frankly, I'm not facing federal prison (laughs) time. So, you know, it'd be rather rude of me to suggest that things are going badly for me. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) uh, yes, uh, I have been long an advocate on the air for. ZAs.
0: And, and what is a like in Honduras? What, what is,
2: a ZA? A ZA is a yes, It's Spanish and it means um, economic and educational development zone. Hmm. And basically what they are is special autonomous zones. It's an upgrade from a special economic zone. It's like a special economic zone you can live in
3: hmm. where they have
2: their own civil law, their own cops, their own arbitration. And essentially it is a Call it a city state within a nation state. Like well, and, Disney World. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, please don't compare it. Yeah. No, it is actually I pretty comparable.
3: There's
2: something like that. <laughs> no. That is not unfair. But I, did, I, I do I, appreciate I this that, the Bonnie. smaller
1: localized government. Is that what you're talking about, right? Like an autonomous zone is uh, mostly controlled by its own people, not by like a convoluted well, nation people, state.
2: going to be probably more accurately, it's more like a resort you live at. Sure. Um, So So you made an interesting
0: distinction here, Mark, because I did not know there was a difference between a ZA and a special economic zone. So what you pointed out was that the special economic zone is just a place for business, (laughs) but a ZA, people can actually live there. I I did not realize there was that distinction.
2: Hmm. Well, um, that is largely a true distinction.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, There are special economic zones in the world that you can live in. It's just that there's really no particular meaning to the term. So special economic zone just means that in some way it's different. So yeah. for instance, the opportunity zone over in East Keene, if I have the directions right, um, is uh, would be considered a special economic zone on certain maps. Mm. Okay. But it was only special if you buy a piece of property there. You can defer uh, capital gains with the money that you bought, uh, bought in with. I mm. mean, really, it's not that... Not, not terribly special. Whereas this, a special autonomous zone is a term that we came up with at Free Private Cities, and it's intended to just sort of show a uh, super uh, special economic zone. However, what happened today, or what the news we got today, um, it happened yesterday, uh, getting it translated from Spanish was a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a tweet that said, celebrated um, the, the, now, the, the return of the sovereignty of the Honduran people, oh, wow. <laughs> as, if, as if any people anywhere have ever had sovereignty. But uh, you know, n- nonetheless, uh, basically what they're saying is is that they had unanimously, one hundred percent, repealed the ZA law. One hundred percent of the politicians. Wow. Um,
0: in there, one hundred and twenty-eight, I believe, of them was the the number.
2: Yeah, and. That is really stunning that you can get them all to agree on that. And I, there's some there's some silver lining to this cloud, but um, first off, the ZA law isn't undone until they do it again two years later. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. We, what I
0: read
1: was they had to follow up on it in 2023. I'm not really sure. Like you're you're saying the ZA, and then what's the other one? What does it entail? what What don't you like about it?
4: What's uh,
2: what's that? Well, he loves the ZA,
1: right? Right. But what the new system that they voted? Well, they voted. They they voted to abolish it.
0: Yeah. But
1: here's my question: What's the system in place? This
0: question. The state total domination of the states. The the idea of the the is no, no
5: total domination of the people via (laughs) the state
1: (laughs) (laughs) with Uh, representatives.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but this was my question: Is There are a couple of these that I know of through you, Mark. You've been doing a ton of research. You've been doing a ton of traveling, spending a lot of time down in that area. You've been to Roatan, where there's a place called Prospera, and... And literally, I just saw something in Pro- in the news about Prospera today or yesterday. Something uh, about beer? Uh, no, they're taking over like an old brewery or mm. something, and going to turn it into a Bitcoin outreach center wow. in uh, Prospera, which is one of these ZAs in the island of Roatán, which is part of Honduras. There's another one I think called Morazón City in the actual mainland of uh, of Honduras. You've been to the, both of these. You've you've met the creators of them, mm. and uh, you've been very uh, very interested. Are they screwed, or are they going to, you know, get grandfathered in in some way? Do, I mean, it's pretty early on. Do you know anything about this? Have you have you talked to these guys?
2: Um, let me give you the short answer on it. Yes, I have talked to these guys and uh, uh, Massimo, who runs Morazan. Uh, you know, he's he's a little bit of an Eeyore on this subject. Um, so, you know, to him, it's like, oh, this is terrible. He's got the uh, classic Mario Brothers. Mm. Uh, uh, accent. Oh, this is terrible. They're going to roll in tanks and, uh, you know, it's going to oh, be obvious.
3: Oh, um, no. But,
2: you know, obviously in that case, if you're looking for the worst, then only something better can happen. So <laughs> okay. I understand his uh, philosophy. He's also put in all, I mean, all of it is his own money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a single, uh, in, there's not a single investment dollar in there. It
5: sucks to be on the mainland Basically, where they can roll on the roll in the tanks
0: they could yeah and, and just Probably for listeners that don't are, know the the, uh, the morazon city is if i recall correctly actually partially built there's actually um home spaces for people to live it is intended to be a workers kind of area very low cost places for people to live and and work 120 dollars a month yeah now i don't know how that can compares to what average hondurans pay for for That's rent nice, it's, it's obviously cheap for in the
2: area In the area, it's about uh, the same, and they're offering a whole bunch more amenities. So essentially, as soon as they're ready to take in local Hondurans, it's, you know, they're, uh, Betty, bar the door, because uh, everybody's going to be wanting to get in there. But um, I did stay there probably two weeks ago Mm. in one of the units, and the, uh, you know, I'll say the air conditioner and the shower worked fine. Okay. Um, It's great. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, this uh, this thing f- exists. In.
0: I guess the question is: Are they going to nationalize this property? Because this man has this property; mm. he owns this property, yeah. pre- presumably. Uh, I don't know if it's free and clear under a mortgage or whatever, but there's some sort of arrangement as far as purchasing this piece of land. Mm-hmm. What, what's going to? Ha- I mean, you don't know, right? But like. What do you well, think is going to happen here? You do know. Okay, well, what's going to happen? I have a, I, I a pr-
2: prediction based on uh, my understanding of the law as it's set up. Okay. Um, if they break this law, the Honduran government, if the Honduran government breaks this law... Which they just voted they can,
0: unanimously right? to do.
2: Well, but it, no, they, they're going through the legislative process. They're doing things right currently oh. what um, they're doing they is not do right
1: They're, sir it's not morally
0: correct <laughs> they're destroying these people's okay. business plans and uh and, and they're you're...
5: unanimously voting to take things from people property well, and
0: well that's the question is did they vote to actually take no. these things hmm. no okay
2: no they didn't so they wanted to they want to undo uh, a zone that they that they created so i say th- i would contend that the state has this power um within its uh, you know the the realm that people think of as statism. Um, you know, so I mean, well, of course they do. Zone. I mean,
0: you know, take it away. right? Exactly. Um, uh, there's more coming up here. Stand by, Mark. We're gonna bring you back for more of the yeah. analysis here because he's he spent a lot of time on this. I mean, he's not only gone to Honduras, he's gone to some of the Caribbean islands. He's been to an island in Africa, uh, looking for a good place to go and and if not join an existing ZA to to set one of these things up himself. And he's been in the process of setting something up. We're going to talk about that coming up, too. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open for you if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160. We are looking at what has happened in Honduras Where apparently the entirety of their parliaments or congress or whatever they call it down there, 128 out of 128 members voted to abolish the ZA law. Now, it's not completely done yet. They still have to like re vote on it again next year or something. So it's a long process because, you know, that's bureaucracy for you. But. I mean, with the unanimous vote, it seems pretty inevitable that this thing is going to uh, get undone. And so our co-host, Mark Edge, he's been spending a lot of time down in Honduras, both on the mainland and on some of the islands like Roatan and Utila, where in Roatan they already have something called Prospera. On the mainland, they already have a ZA, these are special economic zones, uh, called uh, Morazan City. So these things are—they exist. They, you know, years ago when Mark was first talking about this, they were just ideas. Uh, but they've actually become real to some extent. Now I don't know how far along either of them are. You did say, Mark, you just visited Morazan City uh, within the last couple of weeks. They—they they have built some homes there. Um, you said they haven't yet opened it up to residents in any sort of meaningful sense. Is that right?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, they're um it's difficult to to know what to do right now i mean you know they're in a um you know a limbo they yeah. they they're not sure what's going to happen so they haven't opened up to the public they don't want to get families in there and then uproot kids to eight months later or something like that. So they yeah. they just want to get some kind of firmness on what's going on.
0: Sure. And it's not, um, you know, it's not impossible to believe that a Central American dictatorship or whatever is going to come in and nationalize uh, a business. Right. I mean, it certainly happened in Venezuela. I'm sure there's other countries uh, where that's obviously South America. But, you know, some some power sick freak uh, could very well decide that oh, we're going to take this for the good of the workers.
5: Hey, Mark, I have a question. In Honduras, do they have like two different parties that are in the, whatever the legislative offices that voted for this? Or is it, is it different?
2: Basically, yeah, basically there's two different parties. I mean, there's several different parties, but, um, and there's, there's smaller parties or minor parties are much more robust than they are in the U S but effectively, there's two parties. That's interesting. The red team and the blue team.
5: Because I feel like I haven't heard of something in any country that was voted on in recent times that they unanimously on both sides of the aisle voted on. That sounds like, uh, you know, the state really wanted this.
2: (laughs) They did. And here's the reason. Hmm. So during the campaign, um, the ZA law was written. This is like the third shot at a ZA law. And And this goes back a decade, um,
0: right? Because I was looking at the the news. It was 2013 when this one got passed.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. So this is like the the third shot at all of this. And honestly, it's not a good shot. There was something wrong with the law. Hmm. And um, I think that it honestly, it needed to be undone somehow. Hmm. And I don't have a problem with that. The question is, what do they put it in its place? Because. As I understand it, something will definitely be put in its place. And currently, they have what they call the maquila. And the maquila is a factory that is not Honduran in Honduras. So mm. it doesn't abide by the same like, um, sort of like civil Chinese and car manufacturers. Kind of like that. Okay. Um, mostly what it is, is American garment manufacturers who don't have to pay duties as they export underpants and t shirts out mm. of Honduras into the United States. Okay. But um, nonetheless, you can see that they've had a lot of success with special economic zones in Honduras and therefore a step forward in that arena is a good thing. And both parties can agree on that. What they can not agree is is that the law included the ability for the Honduran government to expropriate land and put it in a zede. And kind of the way it was written, they had to. And that's because they allowed for the notion that if a community, if it was densely packed enough, a community could vote on being a ZA. and if they voted at 60%, six zero 0% or higher, then everybody within the community has to go into the ZA. Hmm. Well, what about the 40% of people? That's going to piss some people land? off. That's what we call the expropriation of land.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, honestly, I say, you know, um, create the situation where they have to, like, you know, they just sort of have to um, be involved in News Dedicated because uh, it's better to be involved than it is to not be involved. But well, uh, run, run that but Hold on a
0: second. You said create the situation yeah. where they have to be involved. What does that mean?
2: Right. Okay. So, what I mean is this, let, let's say that we're in a community and uh, you're the lone holdout, hold mm-hmm. right? Um, you're like I don't want to be part of the ZA. I love the Honduran government,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> um, which doesn't sound like a, you at all. But nonetheless, we're, we're creating a, a fictional situation. Here. Okay. Um, I mean, how are you going to get water services through the ZA? How mm-hmm. are you going to get internet services? How are you going to get um, you know uh, be, be able to to drive where you want to go? Uh, it's all these questions basically end up to the point that you're pressured into it, mm-hmm. and also, um, what, what I thought was is basically the import-export duties uh, being waived completely for ZA um, is probably what the biggest single, single biggest thing is. So let's say somebody in your community is managing to get a TV at half price and getting computers at half price and getting a whole bunch of things. It's pretty not going to be too far before people are like, hey, what do I got to do to that? Well, mm-hmm. I got to sign a piece of paper? Okay, well, give me that piece of paper. I'll sign it. Right. Give me the discount sheet. And then they're right. in the Saturday. and that's kind of how it uh you know sort of works but um you know that's that was this was the mistake that was made was the including of expropriation of land okay. the other complaint but but was, hold on, but, but before you go on
0: that that's not i mean do you know if that's what was motivating these politicians, or we have no idea why they undid this?
2: Well, the politicians are motivated because this issue doesn't actually affect them and their pocketbooks largely, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to get voters on their side.
5: Make it look like they're giving the people power back from the right. Do you think the Republicans outsiders.
2: care about abortion? No. Right, I don't either. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but they use it as a cudgel to get what they want from Republican voters. And this is one of those sort of issues. And Mm -hmm. mostly, um, you know, what about the sovereignty of the Honduran people, which I think is the the most laughable thing, as if American people have sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if American people don't have sovereignty, then how the hell does anybody else have it?
0: So so politicians from both political sides in Honduras came together, voted unanimously to abolish the special economic zone, the ZA uh, bill and they're using it as a political you know, benefit to say, oh, look at us, we care about the people, and they're yeah, right. somehow trying mm-hmm. to spin this as bad for the people, when clearly this would be good for the people, because it, the whole idea behind the Zeta was it was going to bring jobs in uh, for the Honduran people, sure. right? right? You know, it's like a golden
1: rule with economics or anything, really. It's like, if it, if it isn't broken, why change it? Why fix it?
2: Well, they think it is broken, and it hasn't produced, um, like, the average Honduran isn't exceeding much from this. Um, the reason that I think the Ztas will be back in largely the same form without the expropriation part is mostly the people who have benefited here from the Z are the children of the ruling class. And once you start seeing little Juan losing his job, it's like, hey, get my job back.
0: So you think they're gonna bring this back after they vote unanimously to abolish it? Stand by. I I want to hear more about this. Uh, Mark is with us. He is uh, somebody who spent a lot of time looking into and visiting these ZAs. If you want to weigh in, you can join us on Free Talk Live. Do you
2: feel like your country no longer holds your values?
0: It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. Although we are talking about the um, situation in Honduras where a unanimous vote has been taken, I guess, within the last 24 to 48 hours by the uh, parliament there to completely abolish what they're called the ZAs, the Special Economic Zones. And uh, our co-host Mark Edge has been spending a lot of time down there, putting a lot of effort into helping to create these things and promote them and, and, and possibly move to one of them. And he's back with us here, uh, Ian Bonnie and Joa in the studio. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. So, if you're ready to start learning about cryptocurrency like uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and by the way, one of these ZA's has been making headlines in the cryptocurrency community. That's the uh, Prospero one. That's on the island of Roatan down in Honduras for officially making uh, Bitcoin the legal tender there in Prospera, and then uh, made some other headlines recently. And then, like, the next day, the Congress there goes and just abolishes the whole concept of the ZDA So we're, we're finding out from Mark, you know, what's really going on. Uh, he's got a lot of contacts down there, has spent a lot of time And, Mark, you were just saying you believe that this thing is going to come back. So even though it's been voted on unanimously, uh, 128 of the members of Congress voted to kill the ZA laws that have been in place for roughly a decade. You're saying you're optimistic and that this is going to somehow get reformed?
2: Yes, I do. Um, Yes, I am. So basically, the ZAs are really great legislation from almost every angle. Almost everybody can agree that, uh, well, at the very least, the people of Honduras largely can agree that the Honduran government is mostly corrupt and mostly inefficient. Mm. I don't know whether you can get most Americans to agree with that, but I'm certainly in the category that I would call it inefficient and corrupt. Sure. I um, think I mean, so, most
0: libertarians understand all governments are corrupt. But yeah,
5: I, think, I cringed when you said good legislation.
0: But I think a lot of people definitely understand that Central American uh, Places are likely more openly corrupt. Yeah, than, like El
5: Salvador it seems uh, than, horrible than
0: a lot of places. But that was one of my always one of my objections when you would bring this up on the show about you know why people should move to one of these ZA's is you can't trust the government to honor its agreement and and isn't this proof of that they're reneging on a, a decade long experiment now at this point.
3: Well,
2: um, I would say that in fact what they're doing is uh, going back to the drawing board one more time. Now they've got all the politicians, many of which are re-elected and voted on to put this in in the first place, to unanimously agree to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Well, why do they all agree that it's bad for the same reason? Well, that's unlikely. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, can we get all 535 drunken sailors in Washington D.C. to agree that something's bad for the same reason? We mm-hmm. can get them agree that it's bad, but we can't get them agree to agree that it's bad for the same reason. Okay. And I think that's what's going on here. This law included expropriation of land without consent. And that's pretty much everybody agrees it's bad. Mm-hmm. If they can get rid of just that and keep everything else, I think that it's going to be it's uh, super great. Because okay. I mean, This is currently the f- freest place on the planet, bar none. Have Northern any city Prospera, the freest places on the planet.
5: Have any politicians come out and said that they oppose this legislation because they want, you know, a better version of it?
2: Um, well, they have they come up the publicly. That doesn't seem like a good idea right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that probably the answer to that is no.
0: Okay, but, but so here private, again, why why they, not? Let,
2: me, let me, yeah. Go ahead. So let me explain. Currently, the ZA will go on for fifty years. Five zero years, and there's nothing that um, that Honduras can do about.
0: Wait, 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 you're saying that they're not and able they, to undo the existing Zeta? You cut out for for a moment there. That's correct. Hmm.
3: No, you said there's nothing undo, Honduras do,
5: can do about that, and then it cut out.
0: Okay, you you were calling it the right, ruling there's
5: nothing
2: class, right? Can do about the existing led uh, Zeta without putting themselves, you know, in jeopardy of right. being liable for. Huge, huge sanctions from The Hague, um, the International Court, and these sorts of things.
1: So, so if the, they... go ahead, the, there was you, you were saying that the they're you know feel overruled by the ruling class, which are people in the ZA's. But it's really the ruling class is what they're considering is really just those that are being prosperous and you don't know, realize how to make it in this world and have a you know a freestyle living, you know, like freedom and liberty style, and that they don't want. People being prosperous over ruling the country? Like wouldn't it wouldn't they want to welcome that in open arms? I don't know. Maybe everyone in Honduras could be prosperous exactly. one day.
2: Well, let's hope so.
5: Who was the ruling um, and I think class that, that you with the free market... You brought up a ruling class right before we ended last break. We didn't know who you were referring to, the Z A people or the government?
2: There's nobody in the Z A. There is no ruling class in the Z A. Okay. Okay. Um, the ruling class is a bunch of parasites okay. that are like normal people, except they don't have jobs that produce anything of value.
3: Government. And we
2: call them politicians <laughs> here, and we call them politicians there. <laughs> so government is just a term. These are people. Yeah. But they're people that, um, you know, they, they don't actually produce something of value. Now, I think that creation of laws does have some value, but, um, you know, they go way overboard. They, they're more
1: like professional liars so at the this point. Class
2: what I, the point I want to make before I uh, have to go here is, is that, in fact, these, this will come back because it's good legislation, and it allows more human freedom, and it will create more jobs, and basically it needed a little, you know, they had to take the eraser and they had to erase a part of it, and getting rid of part of it, um, they might as well get rid of all of it. And here's why. Because the political party that put it in power is now out of power, put mm. it in uh, play, is now out of power. Mm-hmm. And the other party 's in so they 're going to put a new name on it it 's going to be like instead of obamacare it 'll be Trump care and bring it back in basically the same form and that 's I believe is what's
0: going to happen but you're way more optimistic than the guy at Morison City who is in you know he's in the thick of it he's, he's invested he's put in however many millions of dollars into this property they're yep. building it up and you said that he was very concerned very um, a woe is me that this is all going to come down they're yep. going to roll in tanks take over his thing but yet you're saying you think this whole thing is going to get reset and restarted and uh, what about the guy in Prospero have you talked to him uh, what is his perspective on this
2: oh everything's butterflies and uh and and blue jays with that guy um yeah uh, prospera you know they've got bombs 150 million dollar <laughs> yeah they've got 150 million dollar offering out there and they're raising money hand over fifth uh, they've got the lawyers for this um, they're ready they've they've hired hundreds of hondurans they've done mm. everything that they were supposed to do with the legislation and if these Politicians come in and try to do one thing that steps out of line. They'll smack them with billions of dollars worth of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: yeah. I mean, All right. So this isn't I, over yet. Then I, it, it sounds like this thing is just getting getting heated up. Um, it's going to be interesting to yep. watch this and see how it goes. Now, you were planning on doing something on the island of Utila. for whatever reason. You didn't want to join Prospera. Maybe it was a disagreement that you had with the the guy down there, um, which is the no. I just didn't want this. I didn't want to be in the middle of this. Because I uh, saw this yeah. coming. You saw it coming. Okay. Um,
2: but what I wanted to do tonight is I wanted to call, because you basically said, these people will do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they did. And I just wanted to say, hey, look, this is what it looks like when they do what they want. It, yeah. This is, you know, it's not like we didn't think of it, but at the same time, you're right. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, to, to give you the opportunity to, you know, ask questions. This is the low point. In my mind, for Mm -hmm. Zedes, or at least the the recent low point. There's probably been a few in the past, too. Mm. But I think that it only goes up from here. All right. And hopefully, I get to announce within the next few months the next, even bigger, even freer zone. Really? And we're getting really, really close. Now,
0: is that going to be in Honduras or somewhere else? Minor.
2: I, I cannot give you okay. much information. You know what? It's not in the Western Hemisphere. How okay,
0: because you've been talking a lot about Utilis, and now there's a new thing. All right, I'm curious to know. You haven't even told me about this uh, privately, so I don't even know where or what you're talking about. So uh, yes, we'll, I, I, guess, I guess we'll find out. Uh, is it the African one? Look, man. <laughs> we'll find out whenever it's time. All right, Mark, thanks for calling in tonight. Appreciate the update on the ZA situation. Is it falling apart, or will it be put back together again? We'll find out over time. Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join us. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
5: And Bonnie.
0: And Joa. Unfortunately, uh, we started the show out with some pretty bad news, and that's about the uh, Honduran ZA, the special economic zone laws that were just voted unanimously to be abolished. Now, Mark, uh, Mark Edge, host of the show, he has been spending a lot of time learning about the ZA, going down, visiting, meeting the people who are behind this and he's been very very excited about it. He's been promoting it for years here on Free Talk Live. Even though he's never really had a favorite. He's never you know, he'll he would he would go to Roatan and get all very into Roatan and then he wants to move to Roatan. And then he goes to Morazán City and, in Honduras and he wants to move to Honduras or the mainland. And then he gets into Utila and then he wants to go and buy a pro- property in Utila and I, I thought he was doing that. I don't know what his current status is on uh, on that. I don't know if it got put on hold due to this this whole situation. He's He had to go so we didn't get a full update on, on what his project is. But now he's talking about some other thing somewhere else in the world. Uh, so it doesn't – I'm still not really sure if Mark is sure where the best mm-hmm. place to go is. And I'm sure there are a lot of different options out there. But it, does, it just doesn't seem to me uh, that 128 members of Congress – in Honduras, voting to abolish a thing is an indicator that the thing is going to come back, and and that's what he was saying on the air just a few to moments me, ago.
5: It sounds like the deep state of Honduras has been like absolutely no one can vote yes on this. Mm. Like this is something we are deciding. It's I mean, I've never seen something get a a unanimous thing in like a federal part of any it's country. Pretty
0: rare, unless it's yeah. like voting to go to war or something uh, like that.
5: Yeah, I I just can't it's think unusual. of anything. Seems like the deep state of the government was like, we own all of you, and if any of you vote for these zona economica,
1: mm-hmm. things- I'm curious about how much like the politicians there get paid versus like say United States. The United States gets paid like ridiculous amounts of money. I can't imagine it's the same where same everywhere else. It's you know? probably a lot, at least compared to the average
0: person. Yeah, it's probably less than what DC is making, but I- I'm completely speculating. I feel like I, I need no to do idea. some
1: research about Honduras po- politicians and what their homes look like. You know probably very nice okay by comparison
0: i mean the politicians in i mean if you look at venezuela for instance which is south america but not far from from honduras uh if you look down there yeah. i mean the those guys are fat and happy while their people are starving right in a lot mm. of cases are very very hungry so i i hope mark is right i mean i've always been of the opinion that i think competition is a good thing i i'm pretty firm in my belief that new hampshire is the best place to go for freedom lovers anywhere on the planet? Although it's obviously harder to immigrate to the United States than some other places. So if it's easier to immigrate to Honduras for you, then it probably makes more sense to to move into Roatan. Or well, whatever. I'm
1: I'm kind of starting to doubt New yeah, Hampshire. Really? <laughs> well, I haven't. I didn't lose a case until I came here. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, there Seems is a like state. They're, like
5: straight up after you. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Well, I mean,
0: when that's the fact is uh-huh. when you are, are an agitator for freedom, they're going to come after you. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. They, When they know who you are and they know where you live, they're going to make your life difficult. And yeah. I don't
5: think that's different in anywhere else you would be able no. to go. The difference here is that people are coming and the, the more people agitating the state, the less they can pinpoint the big ones and go after them or, you know, the, the only person try. doing it, you know.
0: They're still they're still yeah. going to try because the state is, well, it's the state. It's the thing that exists. It is the, this terrible old idea that is based in violence about it's okay to use threats of violence against our neighbors to force them to behave in the way that we want them to, and, and we disagree with that, yeah. and they that is their life. That is their mm-hmm. lifestyle. That is their religion. They truly believe in the idea of
1: the state. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we... And,
5: when if we had numbers more than them yeah it wouldn't matter what if they try they You're can stop that right. everyone yeah.
1: yeah and we're the, getting close to that with the free state project and that sort of thing yeah we'll move.
0: I, I mean we're getting i wouldn't say we're getting close to having the numbers to uh to outnumber the state i, get, but, I understand but yeah. we we do have the numbers to become a political force yeah. within new hampshire yeah. we do have the numbers right now in the state legislature to become a tie-breaking force to where the liberty legislators in new hampshire there's a a couple few dozen
1: of them in, in all and, in all fairness i mean i had it uh one two three four people behind me in court today thank you ian i yeah, know you sure. had to, you had yeah, to I get something been done had to go to the dentist. but um i appreciate it because you you would have been there otherwise um but yeah you know it was good to have that backing uh in that sense but you can only flood the courtroom so much they're still going to do what they want
0: they are. They are still going to do what they want. Although, Bonnie is correct. If we have enough numbers, then we can change the political system yeah. completely. You can do massive civil disobedience.
5: It seems like every step forward becomes its own little speed ramp in Mario racing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It pushes you forward mm-hmm. to a new extent.
0: That's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, certainly success breeds success. The, so. And I
5: just think it's like an advertisement. We meet new people all the time.
0: Yeah. when uh, Well, there's new people moving all the time, and every success is something that you can promote, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to move Free Talk Live here when I did, which was back in 2006, because I wanted to give these successes that even the early free staters were having there were amazing civil disobedience uh that was happening back then and i wanted people to know about it and since then there is now amazing political victories because like i said we've got a few dozen liberty oriented legislators and and in fact there's as many as i think 40 that are quote-unquote free staters themselves so like basically a tenth because for listeners that don't know new hampshire has the largest uh, legislative body in the United States. It's one of the largest in the Western world, and so there's 400 state representatives. So 40 reps in a in a you know typical state house is almost a majority in a lot of state houses. But here it's it's only a tenth. But that one tenth is a tie breaking vote, right? So if you've yeah. got a if you've got a close vote where the Republicans and the Democrats are split along party lines, and it's one of those issues where yeah. where it, let's say it's a it's an issue where we, the Democrats would agree with the Libertarians. Well, mm-hmm. the Democrats are going to get that bill passed, yeah, because there's enough libertarians who are going to vote with them, and it's going to override the the Republicans.
1: There. Yeah, we're qu- they're quite the swayer uh, in the votes now. You know, like we're the what people would say socially liberal, fiscally conservative, and those all those voting all those voting bills that come up are swayed our way.
5: And I think New Hampshire was perfect, uh, a perfect place for the free estate project to choose because of how almost even. New Hampshire is with support from, yeah, the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Like, Wyoming is way more, was second place, right? And it's way more right-leaning. Uh, so any, like, left-wing, wing, wing quote-unquote, things that the uh, libertarians would want to pass might be harder. Really yeah. easy to pass all the right-wing New Hampshire is
0: considered a purple state mm-hmm. in that way. And the thing is that you left out is there's actually the plurality of voters in New Hampshire are what are called undeclared voters. So were it's not the majority right it's like the plurality so there are more undeclared voters than there are republicans and there are more undeclared voters than there are democrats and so those are the political that's the political power base in new hampshire if you want to win an election whether you're a republican or a democrat you cannot win by just the republicans going in and checking republican or the democrats going in and checking democrat you have to convince those undeclared voters to vote for you.
5: I think another great thing about New Hampshire is how non-religious it is. Like, I haven't met somebody from here who was, like, trying to push their religion on me.
0: Yeah, it is one of the, I believe, what's considered the least churched of all states.
5: And it just seems yeah. like people in, like, the South, they're... I feel like it'd be impossible to change the people's mind who already live there about oh, yeah. certain issues, just like the because they've been completely brainwashed that like it's part of their religion to mm-hmm. believe in closed borders or whatever.
1: The statistic that I read was uh, New Hampshire is the least religious state. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe yeah. it too. Uh, but it's it's there's a lot of people who are
0: religious here, but they're not churched. Meaning right. that they they're not they might declaring. Have their own- they have their own personal mm-hmm. belief system, but mm-hmm. they're not going into a room with a bunch of other people right. sitting on a Sunday morning. Right. In fact, we've even seen some of the churches here locally basically go out of "quote unquote" business mm-hmm. and go on go up for sale. There was one church right on right across from the courthouse where uh, where we were today, Joe. The okay. very nearby there's a very big uh, steeple, brown one? big brown steeple right nearby there. Uh, that building. Was originally put on the market for like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, probably close to a decade ago, wow. and it sold for about one hundred and fifty grand. Well, there's oh a lot of upkeep,
1: that's for sure. Yeah,
0: there is that. There is yeah. that, and so a lot of people just didn't want to buy the thing. But it's now there's it a private been, company there.
5: It's like some kind of sales company or something. But it would have been so cool if they put like a nightclub in there.
0: <laughs> uh, there <laughs> Club was some about that, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. <laughs> the number, if you want to join us, it's six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. I I hope that the ZA thing works out. I mean, I I don't think it's a bad idea. It would be nice to see a government actually honor its agreement and allow these people to have more freedom to do business and to live and and to make a different life for themselves. But it just doesn't look very good right now. Well, government hates competition, right? Yeah, with them voting to abolish it unanimously in Honduras. But Mark says he's optimistic. Maybe he's just being willfully blind. I guess time will tell. And in related news... Looks like the state of Florida, the House of Representatives, has now voted to withdraw the special economic zone from Walt Disney World. And we'll tell you what's going on with that on the way. It's Free Talk Live.
3: talk live
0: It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the program here. You can join us, and bring up whatever is on your mind. Our number is 603-283-6160. We started out talking about what looks like pretty bad news For the Honduran ZA experiment, it has been abolished. Unanimous vote of the Honduran Congress to eliminate the ZA laws. We had Mark Edge on with us, co-host here on Free Talk Live. He says he's still optimistic. He thinks that even though they voted to abolish this thing, that somehow they're going to bring it back in a better form, which I appreciate his optimism, but I see no reason to actually buy that. Uh, But I guess time will tell. With you here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And my mouth is on fire. Yeah, Joe is in a little bit of pain. <laughs> my we, mouth
5: is on fire, too. We,
0: uh, you guys have been eating the uh, the Red Dragon pizza here from uh, from Little Zoe's with some extra angry sauce on it. Which, for those that uh, for those that have no idea what I'm talking about, if you come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you know Little Zoe's because they're there every single year. They've got a food truck that they bring up. And they do amazing pizzas. Now I don't. And they think sell they, out too. Yeah, they they definitely do. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 fantastic to have them at that event. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. But I still don't have my ankle monitor removed from the the federal gang. So and they
1: I, they have any pay there, I believe
0: too. And so they take they crypto. take crypto and yeah. they take gold backs. Oh, nice. Um, they you know when they're in their food truck, they only do a limited menu, so you can't right. get the red dragon at the porcupine freedom festival it. but if you're coming through new hampshire and you're touring around new hampshire you definitely want to stop into uh, the little zoe's and Keene. it is the most expensive pizza yeah, you'll probably is. ever sure buy is. uh but it's also probably the best pizza it's you'll ever eat so such
5: good pizza that yeah. matt our co-host that's usually here on thursdays who's from new york says that it's as good as his favorite pizza like locally owned pizza place in his hometown in new york, in new
0: york yeah. and it's he not, said
5: that's high high praise
0: yeah and it's not new york style pizza it's gourmet style so it's very very fancy
5: it's really really good
0: anyway they they didn't pay us for that for that no. you just mentioned no. your mouth was on fire so i figured Mine we should explain yeah. uh why that is anyway uh and uh <laughs> let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here because we've got more about the zeta but specifically the disney a the Ooh. one that the state of florida is now attacking and uh, looks like they're going to get rid of that too the state house has now voted after the state Senate voted, I think, yesterday mm-hmm. to abolish Disney's special economic status. But first, James is on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, James.
6: Yeah, uh, start with my ideas on that Disney thing. I, I kind of picture that being a, oh, no, don't throw me in the briar patch thing from Disney mm-hmm. as they pawn off all their debt on the state.
0: Yeah, this is this is actually really bad news for the, uh, the the Florida taxpayers. Specifically, I think it was Orange and Osceola counties. I don't remember the exact counties that essentially there's a there's a chunk of the Disneyland that's in one county and there's a chunk in in another county. And so if this goes forward, and presumably DeSantis is going to sign this bill because all the Republicans are all about their signaling. This is just Republican sign- conservative signaling here. Yeah, we're
5: going to punish Disney for loving gay.
0: Yeah, that's all this is. They're now going to punish the taxpayers, which we learned last night. What happens when they abolish this special economic zone is the taxpayers then have to take on all the assets and liabilities of the Disney property. So there's a billion dollars in liabilities on this property that the taxpayers are going to have to absorb to the tune of like a thousand dollars per household or something like that. So what's their motivation behind it? It's a signaling thing. It's like, oh Disney bad. Disney, you know, they rape kids or something like that. I mean, that, they do, or, but know.
1: that's not like they can solve the <laughs> raping on its own, not take all the land in another form of raping.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's totally just, it's something to signal for the conservatives yeah. to vote re- vote for them in the election, right? That's all this is. But, James, what are your it, thoughts on it?
6: That, that my thought was basically maybe it's even Disney going, oh, no, that's terrible. Don't do that as they load their books up with debt as it leaves. Hmm.
0: Sure. yeah that's an interesting theory that Disney's actually in on this but uh, on the negative well, side for in them
6: on it as much as complacent you know? yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, well on the negative side for Disney it is going to mean if this does go all the way through it is going to mean that they're going to be having to jump through all kinds of bureaucratic hoops to do something as simple as get a road repaired you know you, you might so, see
1: like security yeah, at well, Disney, but I bet you see a lot more cops there now. Could very well be, but mm. but
6: if you're you're Disney, you got lawyers and buildings and people. That's their job. They just fill out paperwork all the time. They won't even blink an eye at that.
0: Sure, but the difference is now they have to submit that paperwork to a town or a uh, county ca- committee. So they have to submit to the whatever the hell I don't remember what they call them. County commissioners, I think in in Florida, I used to yeah. live there. And so they have well, to. you su-
6: think Disney's not going to own all the commissioners. <laughs>
0: Well, they will do their best to do that. There's there's no doubt about that. But they're starting from zero, you know, if this if this yeah. moves forward. They they've had their own uh, basically their own government disney has had that since the late 1960s and now the state of florida in the uh, the form of the state senate and the state house has now voted to strip disney's self-governing status tax privilege uh situation so disney will now have to start paying property taxes uh and disney will now have to start begging for improvements and begging for road
1: repairs just like the rest this essentially of, just uh, people this is just raising the prices on people is what it's going to do. Yeah. If you want to go to Disney World, you're going to have to pay a little bit more. Hmm. And you're already paying a lot because they implement all these crazy Orwellian sure. procedures walking in, like fingerprints. Oh, yeah. and-
0: there's no good guy in this situation, right? right? Like right. Disney's not good. No. Uh, the state of Florida is not good. But this just does go to show that this is a criminal enterprise. The state of Florida, just like all states, are a criminal gang. And they will use violence. And they will renege on their agreements. And it took 50 years but they finally went back and they said, oh, we're just going to undo this. Right. But what else, James, did you want to say about it?
6: Well, that, that and uh, back to the Zeta that uh, Mark's talking about. The Honduras. the idea. Yeah, I love the idea. Any of them, really. The idea. But I think the problem is we live in a world that's so encompassed now where they it's one of those deals where they can't let one person stand up because then mm-hmm. others might see it.
5: And that's why and I they think They that...
6: as in the world, you know. Yeah.
5: That's why I think that it's bigger than what Mark thinks that it's just them. It's just in fashion for them to vote against the ZD now. And when it comes back in fa- fashion, they'll vote for it again. I think that the, the people behind the scenes were like, nope, we're going to get rid of this before it gets too big.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, because as you pointed out, James, they don't want people to get any ideas. And what Mark said earlier was if there's enough people who vote, if 60 percent of the people in a given area vote to join the ZA, the special economic zone with lower taxes, way less uh, business regulations and things like that, then they would just join the ZA, And then all of a sudden they'd be out from underneath the Honduran government. Obviously, they can't allow that. So, it'd
1: be well, like an intentional coup, you know. It's mm-hmm. not like they really want to take it over, it's just that it's going to happen naturally because that's what people want to be a part of. You know, that's just simple, you know, yeah, if basic, they have the option, but,
5: but, most people I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that would be like, no, we need the state, but pr- oh, probably over a few generations, that'd be over, if especially if you're making
0: more money in the ZA. Yeah, yeah.
5: if they have the right to yeah. choose and actually implement their ZAs.
0: Uh, James, any, uh, any interesting things going on up there in Michigan? Well. Still getting snow. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing.
6: It's not, it's not sticking, but it's still coming. It's been a miserable spring. I'm sure you guys get it, too. We're pretty much the same parallel here. We actually
0: have not really gotten much snow this uh, this spring. I think there was a light dusting yeah, last week. It was week. this
5: weird stuff that looked like dipping dots, yeah, like light. little tiny light <laughs> pieces of hail. Yeah. But when it came down, it was, it just melted. It was weird.
0: James, thanks for the call tonight, man. I, I do appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the uh, the support. He's one of our uh, supporters over in the AMPS program. You can join as uh, as he has done And as uh, Jonathan, who is a uh, Free Talk Live silver amp over at amps.freetalklive.com. And uh, silver means he's doing five bucks a month. And so thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, James. And you can go to ampsamps.freetalklive.com. Get signed up over there. It's our Patreon. It makes it super easy for you to contribute to the show and help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live and and the work that we do here talking about human liberty. I want to see the ZA succeed. Uh, I want to see them be a place for freer, freer people to move to, whether they live in Honduras or, or halfway across the world. I just it's hard to be optimistic that a government is going to honor their agreement when that when a government sees money moving around, they get crazy. They can't just let people pass money around and, you know, buy and sell things without taking a cut. Government hates competition. Yeah. You and know? They would not be able to handle just sitting there and
1: I mean they would be kicking themselves. Or it's like they're just looking at this money flow and be like, if I just stick my hand out a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about as much work as they want to do to, you know, to make any money is just, you know, put their hand out and then put a gun, at, gun in their other hand to force you to put money into their hands. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio with you, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Joa. And according to the story I'm looking at here, the Daily Mail. Now, we we read one last night about Disney and the Florida State Senate voting to repeal their special economic zone there What's uh, called the Reed Reedy Creek was it Independent District or something like that? Anyway, that's what. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, they've oh uh, Reedy, Reedy, like. Reedy Creek Improvement District. That's what it is. Anyway, it's uh that's where Disney World is. That's where Epcot is, and their associated hotels and whatever other parts of Disney uh, exist.
5: And does anybody? live there
1: a few um of the employees i would say yeah they're, they're pretty full-time there
5: isn't that yeah. just like temporary stuff though anyway wouldn't that be like hotels maybe but i just well, there are that...
0: hotels there but i but there are actually some some homes of i don't know if they're executives or who it is that, that lives there but there are some like neighborhoods that are essentially corporate owned neighborhoods yes. wow. actually i
1: stayed in one of those ones really yeah my friend worked at espn we got to stay in a wow. home, home away from home it was a beautiful place. I bet it was. Wow. Every time we got back, there was always like a meal ready for us. It was really nice. Wow, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, now, look, I'm no fan of uh, of Disney. It's a it's a big mega corporation. They love government. There's no doubt about it. They're they're programming kids to love the state. Mm. Uh, I know, Bonnie. You used to uh, watch the Disney Channel at some point, and you 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 pointed Montana, out to me, Montana, Montana. That there was some sort of um, it was I think it was after nine eleven they had this crazy pro state propaganda show yeah like
5: every commercial break you'd see one of your favorite actresses from one of the shows or actors uh, with a magic wand and they make the little Mickey Mouse head shape with mm-hmm. the magic wand like it's digital and they say you're watching Disney Channel and it'd be like Miley S- well no she wasn't a thing back then it'd be like Hilary Duff or Tian Tamara. And they'd be like, instead of doing that, they would be like, uh, I just want to take a minute to say that it's just a commercial kind of that I'm really happy about the, or, you know, I'm really proud of our military and oh, I'm geez. happy about the things they're doing for us to keep us safe. And you know, it, it was so, it's so weird to watch it now. Cause I remember it happening when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. it, that was just such normal stuff back then. It didn't stick out in my head as like a weird sure. thing.
0: It's programming.
5: And then, um. I've seen YouTube videos be like, "Remember this weird stuff," and you watching, you're like, "Wow, I remember that!" Like Christy Carlson Romano from *Even Stevens*, just talking about how great the military is and
1: yeah, how great symbolism throughout all those shows on Disney. Yeah, the commercials too. Like they, I remember flashing like the Illuminati symbol and stuff like that. They, they do it, you know.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's hard to feel bad for Disney because they're not good, but at the same time this isn't good for the average person to, yeah. to have the government undermine this agreement with this this company because it means anybody can be under, undermined. I mean, they can do it to Disney. They certainly can do it to you. And, uh, and, and then worse, it's going to actually harm the people of the nearby counties because according to this, we read it was a billion dollars in debt. This article says it's $2 billion in debt, but who's counting? A billion here, two billion there. Before you know it, you're talking about real money. And uh, so according to this, when they remove this tax district, this special basically special economic zone it gives disney the ability to have their own fire department their own security forces their own uh, you know the sewage treatment you name it they they've got their own road crews disney has their own government in uh, in Lake Buena Vista or this uh, this Reedy Creek Improvement District it takes that all away from them and it basically just turns this back into yeah. county land and it makes it so disney has to start paying property taxes, so some people are going to cheer that on. Yeah, stick it to them. But they also have to take on no, taxation the two, theft. Yeah, they have to take on the two billion dollars in debt. That billion, two billion dollars transfers from the balance sheet of the Disney property over to the taxpayers or to the county governments, and that means they have to pay that debt. The county governments have to pay that it, debt. The like taxpayers do.
1: Disney is not going to have an incentive to build better roads. They had an incentive. That's right. To build better roads because they don't want their you know guests to get hurt or yep. that sort of thing. But when the government does it, geez, look at the bureaucracy you have to do go through to get you know a tire fixed when you run over a pothole. Well- That's what we
5: were saying yesterday. We we're saying. I bet this is going to create uh, problems for Disney and it's not going to be a spotless anymore and you're going to start seeing potholes at Disneyland. Yeah. They're still going to want
0: the better roads because they still want their customers to have a good experience. They right. just won't be able to, at the drop of a hat, send a road crew out and right. fix something. Now right. they're going to have to go to the county commission and they're going to have to beg. Now you pointed out earlier, Joe, that they're going to try to get these guys in their pockets, obviously. Yeah. That's yeah. the most easy way forward for them, but it's still going to be more of a fight. It's still going to be more difficult because then people are going to be able to come out and complain yeah Uh, in fact there was an there was an example about this in the article from i don't know if it was wftw but one of the tv stations there in in uh the, the the that area they pointed out that universal which does not have this deal that's another theme park in the area Apparently, they don't have the same deal as as Disney, so Universal needed a, an upgrade to the road going into the theme park, mm-hmm. and they had to go to the county, and they had to beg for the And, of course, they got it, because they're Universal, right? They're right. going to pay off whoever they need to, right. but it was a huge controversy. It was a $150 million road renewal project, Jeez. which is way more than than needs to of be course. spent. And so that's the thing. Now, the taxpayers are going to be on the hook for that. And I and bet
5: they, it was slower slower going. Oh, of
0: course it was. Government
5: road God. fixing is so slow and annoying.
0: Orlando, the the Orlando area, which is where this theme park is, there's a road that went to Orlando. It's called I-4 if I recall correctly in Florida. So it's a west-east okay. interstate. And as you probably know, states do the interstate road work, right? It's not even though they're federal interstates. And they might be even funded th- to some extent through the federal government. I don't know how all, that, how all that works. But it's the state that actually goes out and hires the road crews and, and does all that work. Well, the state of Florida or city of whoever the hell it is that was doing this road, road work on I-4, it literally lasted for decades. Jeez. I mean, they were still working on this thing when I moved out of there in two thousand and six. That, sounds, uh, if I recall right. that correctly.
5: sounds like San Antonio it does it takes decades.
0: Yeah. So now instead of Disney just being able to fix their own roads and use their own money to do it, now it has to be taxpayer dollars. Now it's gonna have to go through this process. The only hope for Disney I think at this point is is to appeal this and to sue mm-hmm. because according to the story and I didn't read this part of it last night, but according to the story we pulled up from the local T V station This uh, deal that they got from the state of Florida was done during the normal legislative session. And I guess they're in a special session right now. So normally the legislature isn't in session at this time. So they call the special session just to deal with this or something. So there's apparently a prohibition in the law that says if a a law is put in in a normal session, it has to be removed in a normal session. And so they're going around that. Mm. So the argument is the state of Florida is not even following its own laws to abolish this. Well,
1: I support Disney secession.
0: Yeah, I mean Disney should be able to uh, to secede. That would be fantastic. But this is yet another another story proving you cannot trust the state. That even a fifty year old agreement, fifty more than fifty years old uh, agreement that Disney had in place, can be just undone in literally forty eight hours. Uh, all they're waiting for now is DeSantis' signature, and this thing is a done, a done deal. So years of trust, years of agreement, years of hey, you get to run this yourself. Nope, rug pull right out from underneath you. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. And look, if you don't like Disney, you don't have to buy their stuff. Right. Just stop going to their movies. I I think they're horrendous. More coming up. Please don't. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after PorkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here, you can take control of the airwaves at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian.
5: And
6: Bonnie.
0: And Joa. We're going to go back into your phone calls and thoughts. And I do want to let you know uh, the Free Talk Live is now on Odyssey. You can go to video.freetalklive.com. I say now. We've been on there for years uh, huge fan of what they're doing over at Library, which is what kind of backs the Odyssey system. It's LBR, excuse me, LBRY.com. That's where you can go to learn more about Library. It's a decentralized uh, system that is blockchain-based. It is a media-sharing protocol. It's uncensorable. Odyssey is a platform that's been built on top of that to a large extent, and uh, we are a big fan of what they're doing over there. So learn more and subscribe to our channel. Go to video freetalklive.com we're going all the way to Ukraine where Galena is on the line it's been some weeks since she has called into the show but uh, Galena called a couple times right toward the beginning of the uh the Russian invasion there into Ukraine and uh was kind of giving us you know updates of what things were like for her and uh, you were calling from one of the larger cities Kharkiv uh Galena welcome back you're on free talk live
7: hey how have you been
0: Hey, we're we're doing okay, but we don't have bombs uh, allegedly falling nearby. What is that? what have things been like for you in the last uh, few weeks there? And are
7: you still in Kharkiv? Uh no, I'm not still in Kharkiv. I moved a week ago to oh. my parents' house. It's close close to Poland. Oh, okay. Uh small town. Uh things are quiet here. No 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 shots, uh, but only sometimes the sirens go off. Yeah. But no shots. In Kharkiv, actually, I moved because I was scared. Uh, it may be some, some like, uh, you know, Mariupol. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, like, really bad situation there, like no surplus of food. That's mm-hmm. what they say on the news. And uh, so I've decided to move.
0: Now, you said that's what they uh, say on the news. Do you believe what you're seeing on the news? Because as we understand it, and, and correct me if, if we misheard this, Uh, But what we heard was that the Ukrainian government has basically taken over all of the television uh, channels there. Is there any truth to that?
7: Uh, Television channels? Like, yeah, we don't have any Russian channels here, I guess. And uh, they are blocking Russian uh, websites so that people don't read Russian news. But you still can read if you have VPN. Mm -hmm. You can read Russian news. So... Some people do that. I do believe there is a bad situation in Mariupol. I was not in there, but uh, probably that's true. They say that's true. And um, last time you asked me if I saw any tanks. Mm-hmm. I said no. And you thought that I was pro-Putin or stuff. And I just wanted to clear it up that uh, I really have not seen any tanks because uh, uh, Kharkiv is a big uh, city like uh, 20 to 30 kilometers across it's like 15 18 miles across and mm. uh, wow. Russian artillery did not uh, go through the city Okay uh, you know, and I don't Chinese think you said she fight. she was pro Putin right No I,
0: I I just what I, I think what I said at the time it has been several weeks since uh-huh. since we've heard from Galena, was that she didn't seem to um I, I didn't know what her political viewpoint was, but she didn't seem to be pimping one side or the other real hard. Picking or, you a know, side. Picking or- a side, yeah. Um, one side or the other, because I would have figured if she was mm-hmm. uh, pro-Ukraine that her message would have been more, you know, I guess, harsh against uh, the mm-hmm. Russians and you weren't uh, doing that necessarily. It just seemed like you were just a normal person caught up in a, in a situation that, from what you were describing, didn't seem as bad as the media was making it sound. Which is why we asked you about, did you see any actual fighting in the streets? And you said you had not seen that. Have you seen any uh, any fighting between uh, the sides at this point?
7: No, I have not seen any. That's true. I have not seen any, but I've heard uh, some, and I'm not saying there is uh, no war going on. It is definitely going on, and Mm -hmm. some areas of Kharkiv really are damaged. Actually, Mm. uh, my boyfriend stayed in Kharkiv, and uh, soon, like a couple of days ago, there was, uh, like, I don't know, some artillery shell, maybe fell, or maybe some mine exploded Mm. close to my building where I lived, like 10 minutes uh, Right. Wow. So you got kind of rocked,
1: you could feel like the yeah. vibration and that sort Her of thing? Boyfriend she got out dead. in time. She was, Oh, okay. Right?
7: Yeah, but uh, my building is okay, only like uh, that building um, was damaged. There was shop in the building, the windows are off, but uh, he said that the shop is already working. Like they cleared okay. everything up and uh, the shop is working already. <sighs> Do you think it's true, Galena,
0: uh, what the um, the Russian media is saying, which obviously is state-run, but of course the Western media is also full of liars, so it's hard to really know what to believe, which is why it's nice to have you here. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's true that the Russians are targeting uh, only military targets, or are they going uh, and dropping bombs on residential areas and hurting uh, civilians? Uh, civilians?
7: I'm not sure if they are targeting civilians, but they are definitely uh, like uh, maybe they are missing
0: mm-hmm.
7: the military, but uh, definitely they killed a lot of civilians mm. uh, that's true mm. and um, I think uh the life in Russia is even worse than is in Ukraine because russia looks it looks to me like Russia has even less freedom of speech than Ukraine does mm. than Ukraine did before war. And um, I, myself, am an anarchist, so what it looks uh, to me now, it looks like uh, one criminal gang wants to take over another criminal gang. Sure. exactly. I'm I not uh, saying Ukraine is the best country to live in, and uh, I'm not saying any country is the best country to live in, right. because what I want, I want have to have no countries at all, no borders at all, no politics, no government, like... Um, no war
0: that's what we like and and yeah. you're absolutely right these are two criminal enterprises that are fighting over territory and obviously
1: yeah, you know right. average people are going mm-hmm. to get crushed in uh, yeah. in in the in the fracas i say no ruling classes you know it doesn't matter which direction it's coming from either government or corporations i just don't want other people to rule yeah, over probably. others mm-hmm. well we're glad
0: to hear that you're doing okay galena and is there anything else you wanted to share tonight
7: Yeah, I just wanted to share another fact with you I've learned recently. Did you know that uh, in the wild there is no animal that would fight to death? Like they would rather retreat, they would flee, than fight to death. Like, for example, if uh, a group of wolves attacks another group of wolves, uh, the weaker group uh, uh, is going to fight for a little while. Mm -hmm. But uh, when they realize they are weaker, they are going to back off they are gonna go away of course maybe they're gonna find another place to live or maybe they're gonna like heal their wounds and then attack attack that group again like uh, the one that attacks them but they would not uh, go and die for for the idea like people do right now
0: mm. great point Kalina, thank you for the call tonight. By the way, what time is it there, where you're calling from, in uh, in Ukraine?
7: Oh, uh, let me check. Let me check. Uh, it's uh, probably it's like three.
0: three
7: forty-one. Yeah, it's wow. actually very difficult for me to call you because uh, the show comes on <laughs> yeah. from two to five a.m. Wow, and it's the time where you would be sleeping, and sometimes I just uh, really think, all oh, right. That's
0: well, thank you, Galena, for staying up yeah, late. Yeah, thanks
7: for calling
5: us. I, w- I was wondering if you were okay.
0: Yeah, it's good to hear from you, and uh, feel free to keep in touch in the future with, uh, with more. I'm glad to hear that she hasn't actually had to encounter any That's good, yeah. explosions or uh, fighting going on around her. And uh, again, thank you for the call, Galina, calling all the way from... I recognize the area code, when uh, or the country code, when when she called in. Like, Oh, oh yeah. it's somebody from Ukraine on the line. The number here is 603-283-6160. And it's cool that she's an anarchist as well, right? So coming from that perspective, it's got to be frustrating to, you know, watch the state at its worst.
5: Destroying your country. Destroying
0: your friend's homes. Yeah, your
5: your friend's house.
0: And when a bomb drops, you really don't know whether it was the people from Russia or the people from Ukraine, because they both point fingers at each other. They say, oh, well, he did it, you know? Uh, The number 603-283-6160 can join us here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can join us, bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
1: And Bonnie. And, Bo- uh, and Joa. <laughs> jo- Were you about to
5: say Bonnie?
1: <laughs> and Bonnie? And <laughs> Bonnie. A little lost there. You're cute, but not that cute, jo- Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
0: Uh, so, <laughs> 603-283-6160. We were talking mostly so far tonight about the ZAs, the special economic zones in Honduras, the one in Disney World, which is, according to the Florida Senate and the Florida House, going to be abolished. Now, you know Disney's going to fight this. They do have lawyers. Uh, they are going to fight this. And the thing is, everybody's going to lose in this situation because the taxpayers are now going to have uh, to shoulder the debt that disney city has been taken on disney of course when they can run their own city which they've been doing for like 50 years they subsidize the city's operations so the city runs at a loss Mm -hmm. of five to ten million dollars a year apparently but that doesn't matter to disney 10 million
1: bucks for them is like a drop in the bucket look they heard they were abusing kids there and the government wanted a little bit in on that well, that's the yeah. other thing. It's like, <laughs> the idea that the I government
5: think. would shut down pedophilia.
0: Right. I mean, the, the, it's total signaling by these conservatives. Oh, well, look how woke... You know, it's like wokeism for conservatives, right? Like, oh, well, we're anti this, you know, that, and so look what we're going to do to stop it. You're not going to stop anything, number one. Right. Disney's going to keep doing what Disney does. They got all the politicians bought that they need to have bought. But the other thing is, even if you were to close Disney down, the Florida government... Is the one that you really want to look at for molesting children? Absolutely. I mean,
5: yep. I mean, I bet they both do it, but of
0: course. But, it, but when I just it comes wouldn't.
5: To... I wouldn't want to be saved from pedophilia by Disney by the government of any government.
1: Like there was an incident in Florida where forty-four kids were buried like without notifying the public. Like they, these kids died. That they, they, we were they, they, they in the inside the system? Yes, or something? they were part no. of like a boys' group home type mm. thing and. They just unburied him, uh last few wow. years. Oh, that
5: sounds normal. It yeah. just sounds normal that yeah. like nine year olds die. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: sure, there was nothing suspicious going on there. I mean, that's totally no, of course. Not. Um, and and now not only that story, Joe, but there's a myriad of stories. All you have to do is just go and type in in you know, internet search for DCF Florida oh, molestation. Yeah. Oh. And you will find stories, of course, about foster parents doing it, but also about the actual employees of DCF, the government, children and families department, doing, you know, raping kids, starving kids. No different here in New Hampshire either. No, of course not. It's like that everywhere. But that's the whole point. It's like, oh, you're going to attack Disney, but you can't clean your own house up first. Yeah, God forbid, yeah. That's impossible. It's that's what the state does. They steal f- children from families and they put them in the hands of s- even sicker people. Mm-hmm. So I mean, forgive me if I'm a little skeptical that this is going to result in any sort of good thing coming about. It's total signaling. It's total politics. It's totally these Russian uh, Russians, these Republicans, <laughs> these Republicans in Florida saying, "Oh, don't forget to vote for me. I really stuck it to Disney." Yeah, you know that's all this is. It's, it's, the equivalent of a, it's the equivalent of the Republican maskings, you know, like like they're not going to put a mask on, but they are signaling in this way. So the Democrats signal by wearing a mask and the Republicans signal by saying we don't like Mickey Mouse.
1: And that's what it is. Yeah, I was watching the uh, News to Share. I don't know if you heard of that YouTube channel. Yeah, Ford Fisher. Yeah, I don't know if he's the one that particularly ran or was behind the camera on this, but uh, they went down there and they usually try to show both sides. They're unbiased uh, most of the time, I notice. Uh, and they—they they were sure shown he's an anarchist. Sides. Ford. Yeah, I met yeah. him. I met him in Boston. Yeah. Um, we were trying to bail our friends out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he, um, yeah, he—they he, were down there, and they were interviewing both sides, and it was like I don't agree with any one of these sides. I get it, your motivations and behind why you're defending, but like you can't support this like kind of either way. I mean. It, it, yeah, I don't. I don't like it. It all. It's all tastes bad. You know.
5: I honestly, spicy. I, mm. I think it's really interesting. Uh, the perspective that you brought up that maybe Disney secretly wants this, so they've told their their goons in the government, "Hey, this is what we want." And you can also get some political capital by saying that you're doing it to take down Disney, the pedophiles. Also, that's that's all the people who call their rep- representative and tell them that they want them to close down Disney, they feel like they're doing their part to end the pedophilia of the elite, and then they're going to go to sleep again for the rest of the well, year, and then they'll feel like they've done something. It,
1: it, you're probably right there, because it seems like Disney is uh, trying not to tick off their uh, uh, shareholders, so the best way to do it is just allow the government to ransack it, and and that's how they can give it up. Hmm. Yeah, it's, get rid of their know.
5: debt. I, I think that's an yeah, interesting yeah. thought.
1: It's not going to... you know. Shareholders are like, oh, those the darn government. But Disney's kind of like, oh, you come take us? Oh, okay, okay, take it. Oh, don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, fake it,
0: faking it. Yeah,
5: it'll be interesting to know if they do like fight it, like you said, with lawyers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. But it's still bad news for anybody if you care about freedom and you're cheering this on. I think you're making a mistake, and because you know it's. You wouldn't feel the same way. This is a point I made to one of the libertarians on Twitter who was cheering this on yesterday. I said... You wouldn't be see, doing the same thing if it was Rogers Campground, right? If if Rogers Campground, the site of the Porcupine Freedom Festival yeah. and Fork Fest, if they had their own special economic zone, if it was like a free city or something like that, and they didn't have to pay property taxes, and we could build whatever we wanted at, at Rogers Campground, which is the way Disney can do it. Don't if they want ideas. If they want to build a hundred story building <laughs> in Disney, they don't have to ask anyone's permission for it. Right, 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 true, uh, true. So if you want to do that at Rogers Campground, then all of a sudden the town of Lancaster or the county of Coos County comes in and says well we're just going to take that right out from under you and then you know there goes your special economic status you now have to pay property taxes you're just like everybody else they wouldn't support that but just because it's a company they don't like Mm -hmm. they're they're cheering this on it's like that's not i understand the point of their point is well no one else gets this special deal so therefore no one should have a special deal that's kind of their argument but it's like hey if somebody got a special deal from the government good for them you know yeah
5: so many people me and lee were talking about this on a show a couple weeks ago so many people think that the way to make the world better is to make us all equally worse off instead of or in whatever manner it is equally less privileged instead of how about why can't everyone just be you know privileged with the rights that they were granted by being human but nope
1: they they probably found out disney has oil
0: <laughs> it's probably a swamp. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Florida, that's probably exactly what it is. But and and it, I get it, it is frustrating when for instance like a company, remember when Amazon was going around trying to find a spot for their new facility and the the state governments were competing. Yeah. to say, "Oh, we'll come here. We'll give you this special dispensation. We'll give you uh we'll waive your taxes for X amount yeah. of years." And mm-hmm. and there's no doubt that that is not fair and that big corporations obviously have the clout to you know wh- you know with that around and get special deals from from governments but ultimately as unfair as that is to everyone because right. everybody shouldn't pay taxes right, right. no one should have to pay property taxes the fact is it still benefits people to have that happen right, right. so wherever yes. it is disney if disney hadn't built in florida they would have built somewhere and that somewhere would then gotten all the jobs and gotten all that economic activity. Just think about how many people go to that area because of Disney World, right? So, like, there's a tremendous amount of tourism that comes to Orlando. And it there are hotels on the Disney property, but there is way more outside of the Disney property. If yeah. you want to get a good deal, oh yeah, you don't I, stay I would say
1: you know Disney makes you know quite a bit on the on the hotels, but all the hotels around Disney are doing fantastic. Absolutely, like, probably they probably make just as much as Disney does on the hotel part. You know, maybe maybe more, but they can, more. they can charge probably. less. Yeah. Right, right. For and, their, they, and they have their own deals with Disney to do you know the the trams and that sort of thing, the sure. bus, the bussing in. But,
0: so it's just yeah. It's no fun when Walmart comes into town and they get up the 10 years of their property taxes waived. And right. that that is anti-competitive to a small business. Right. But that said, I still I still feel good about somebody not paying property taxes. Yeah. Like I don't I, get
1: mad about that. I haven't found a good thing at Walmart in like years. A I good just, product? I you literally walk in looking for something. <laughs> I find something that's like, you know, just really bad quality. And I usually just walk out and like, yeah. forget it. I guess I won't buy it.
5: <laughs> the Walmarts up here are weird. It's like there's really like not a lot of options. Like, well,
1: it's if you not go a Super Walmart.
0: The,
5: I feel like every Walmart I've been in in New Hampshire has been so low stock. I don't and even I know mean, if there is a Super yeah, Walmart. this is ever, ever since Hampshire. 2020. So.
0: Maybe in Manchester? What about
5: the one in Hooks that's not?
0: I don't know. That one seemed pretty
5: know. big. Anyways, I don't so think they, at Walmart's. These yeah. are Walmarts that have like clothes, food, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, not the ones in New Hampshire. The New Hampshire foods are limited. They're not yeah, a super no Walmart. fresh yeah, yeah. food, usually. Oh, it's Yeah, there's interesting. no produce. Well, either no, way, it's no weird meats. to walk
5: to like the hair dye aisle and be like, wow, they have all these browns and no black. What's going on? The
0: number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's the difference of coming from a big area like where you lived, where there's probably every Walmart is a super Walmart. That's mm-hmm. the way it was in Florida for me. But here, it's like it's hard to find something that's open open past 11 o'clock. Uh, there's more coming up here. You can join us. The number is 603 603- 283 6160, hour number three is coming up.
3: Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here, the number 603 283 6160. Bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Here tonight, it's Ian.
5: And Bonnie.
0: And Joa. There was something we were talking... It's interesting, tonight, we're actually doing a lot of follow-ups on just what we discussed last night. Okay. Uh, We talked about the uh, the Disney situation. Of course, that developed a lot faster than I expected. I didn't expect the Florida Senate to take that up the next day. So if you want to comment on that, of course, you're still welcome to join us. 603-283-6160. But there's actually an interesting story I found last night when we were talking about Netflix... Uh, and how they have had this tremendous drop in their stock price. I think it's been like as much as sixty or seventy percent in just the last
1: year, or something like that. Well, their so, shows have gotten really junky. I mean, that's what people say. Yeah. Are you a follower of any I mean, of their programming? I, I I know of a lot of shows going on, and it doesn't seem like they have anything of really big interest. But have you watched them? uh i had no interest i'm a really i'm like a tv snob so unless it's like i know it's a really good show i ain't gonna watch it. it okay <laughs> yeah um, but do
5: you subscribe to to uh netflix
1: no uh, no i i mean i'll watch it on someone else's and hmm. stuff yeah
0: I don't subscribe to the uh, streaming version but I do have the DVD version of Netflix which oh is the you still old do that version yeah yeah um, and actually I was reading last night there's there's a really interesting interesting uh, interesting story about the DVD Netflix and how it's just been dropping users <laughs> over the years because people are moving to the streaming option but curiously they actually have a better selection. And we got into the reason why that is is because in the United States copyright law there's an exemption for what's called the first sale doctrine where when you buy a thing at the store specifically movies if you buy a movie at the store or like a like a video game you have the right to sell that right so like if you want to sell it at a garage sale you don't have to go and ask the copyright holder if it's okay for you to transfer ownership of that thing. Right. Well, you also have the right to quote unquote dispose of it in the way that you choose. So if that means you want to rent it out, you can do that. And you don't have to ask special permission from the copyright owner. Oh, that sounds great. What we learned was that doesn't apply to music. So music industry got an exemption or they got a carve out from this. But the the movie industry was not able to do that. So they didn't get the carve out, which is why there's all there were, when we were growing up, all these rental stores around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now the rental stores are getting very, very hard to find.
1: Uh, When was the last time you saw one? Um, There's actually one up in Lincoln. It's still open? Yeah. Wow.
5: Is it a blockbuster or something else?
1: Uh, No, it just seems like an old, I think it's also like a cigar shop, right? So it's like a mixed place. Uh, But they do have uh, rentals there Still. Yeah. Like a well, decent selection. But then you got Redbox, you Yeah, I was going
5: to say, the last one that I've seen have been Redbox. That's I'm, not okay. I'm not counting that.
0: I'm not counting that because I mean a, a store you can physically
1: walk right, into, right. right? Redbox is essentially a robot to replace the the old store. You might tend to find them sort of near uh, vacation spots or stuff like that. I don't know why. Just like maybe RVs are it more It makes sense because you're that.
5: not by where you're... Uh, DVD collection is at home. You're yeah. on vacation, so maybe like, how many people go rent even have
0: movie? DVD
1: collections anymore? Well, well this <laughs> is what I'm know. saying. Is like if you have an RV, right? Mm-hmm. You're likely not having the expensive satellite. Yeah, you don't have like a crazy that. internet, connection, so you gotta have you to go know. rent a, v- uh, a movie. It's a good and, point. Yeah, that's that, usually that's where you're gonna see them. Uh, but if you see them at all, yeah, I mean, uh, but you could also you know. It's just as cheap as renting. You just go to like thrift stores. And get them, yeah. buy them. Yeah, yeah. There mm.
0: used to be one in Keene. Uh, we do the show from Keene, New Hampshire. It was over in the old Han- for the Hannaford Shopping Plaza. Okay. There's a company there called Bull Moose, yeah. which is a brand new media store. I was really actually surprised when the old video store went out of business. I figured that would be the end of uh, new media. We used to have a, another like CD store, and that went out of business years ago. And the only other thing was like a local place that had used CDs and stuff. But I was surprised when a physical media store opened up and they've yeah. been around for several years now. They're actually they're actually mass crazy at that place. When you go in there, they they confront you about wearing a mask. They even ask there's you no if you mandate. want
5: one. And when you say, no, thanks, I have a medical exemption, they get annoyed. You can clearly tell that they're annoyed, but they can't do anything about it. Like they must have been told by their managers they can't. But they're yeah. a bunch of like college students who really want to.
1: <laughs> it's trendy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a
0: story that we shared, it must have been a couple years ago, when we were talking, because we, we kind of have covered the the death of old media here on Free Talk Live. Last week, we talked about the newspaper industry. No Mondays. They're making it more difficult. Yeah, some of them aren't printing Mondays. The local paper isn't printing on uh, one of the weekend days, so they're just doing a weekend edition now, and <laughs> we're seeing that happen in a lot of places. And of course, physical media is another thing that's sort of going out of yeah. style.
1: People want to hear it secondhand, almost like, listen to us, or like... You know their favorite YouTube channel heads. That's really where people are getting it from now. They're not watching mainstream. Oh, getting what news from? Or yeah, yeah, like oh, Tim okay. Pool, Luke, and right. like that sort of thing. Those like uh, quick slapstick news sources that just kind of what we want to hear, echo chamberish kind of stuff.
0: Well, mainstream media is also suffering. I mean, video, uh, yeah. CNN, for instance, and Fox News, MSNBC. These mm-hmm. their audiences are dying off. And uh, of course, the, the video rental chains are also closing down. And the family video is now out of business. Now, I didn't ever know family video when I was growing up, but a lot of our listeners probably did. They had a lot of stores in, I believe, in like the Michigan, Wisconsin, that area of, uh, of the country. Over 700 stores were still in existence as of just a couple years ago. And, and the reason I know about this company is because we did a report on the video stores closing a few years ago, and this company, Family Video, was sort of highlighted as this sort of shining beacon of hope for the industry – because they had over 700 stores and they were still in business and the the news the story about them we we read the whole thing it was really interesting about how are they still in business when every other video chain has completely gone under blockbuster went down a decade ago blockbuster and keen closed in like 2013 right. Uh, and there's only one blockbuster left, and that's not the chain. They bought the, they're like licensing the name from the person who bought the rights to the name Blockbuster. So it's not in any way the I, original. I'm
1: surprised Blockbuster they like, just went out of like business entirely because like, I was surprised that they didn't want to compete with like Netflix. They did. I know they did. They tried. They, they tried, but they failed. Yeah. What I mean is like they they should have been pumping it a little bit more. Well, I actually industry. had there.
0: I actually, before I became a Netflix customer, I had the Blockbuster um, mailing plan. Yeah. They would mail you discs, just yeah. like just like Netflix did. <laughs> and and the cool thing about it was you could actually take it into the Blockbuster store, right? And, and like that way, you'd have to wait on the mail. You could just go right back to the store yeah. and give it to them, and then get another disc right out of the store. Think God right, right. there's
5: torrenting because it's just so annoying when you want to watch something. And it, if we lived in the olden days, and you had to go. <laughs>
0: To the store, (laughs) look around around. (laughs) See, Bonnie, that was part of the fun Of going to the video store I I was
5: a little kid and I did that But as an adult, I think it would get so old as a little kid, it was like, "Oh my God, he's uh, he's gonna you know our dad is gonna take us to the video store and right, there's all that candy we can look at, but he'll buy. say it's too expensive to buy." <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember like it yeah, uh, was right. I remember like we forget to rewind it, but we're like we still want to get a rental, so like I'm in the back seat winding up <laughs> my oh finger, my like I hope we can get it done. But, oh like we're walking God. around the store and winding it up <laughs> until we get to the register. Wow, <laughs> I do
5: remember that too, having to put it on rewind,
1: rewind. to
5: yeah. be able to send it back.
0: So the, the bad news is here, this family video, and the, the reason why they were still in business was kind of interesting, right? Because everybody else is closing. How is it that this, this chain still has 700 stores? Mm-hmm. How, how can they stay in business? Well, their secret, until they closed last year, was that they actually owned the properties that the stores were in. So unlike Blockbuster, who's paying corporate rent, Uh, you know thousands of dollars a month in rent, and then you got to pay your employees, and then Mm -hmm. you got to you know cover all whatever you know electricity and all that. These guys don't have to pay rent because they the company's been around for decades. They own it now, and they bought their buildings. And the smart it was a really smart move because they were renting out like half their building. Because they used to have mega stores, right? And then right. they figured, okay, well, the business is shrinking. We're going to cut half our store size out, right. keep the store open, but then we'll t- put the rest of it. We'll put a pizza, uh, like a family pizza place mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And then they charge rent on the other half of the store. That helps them pay the property well, tax. get
1: smaller, too, from VHSs to DVDs. And DVDs, right. right. So.
0: But, uh, but that's how they, that's how they stayed yeah. alive mm-hmm. in when every other store was dying. But then, last year, they announced that it's over keith hoogland Mm. the company's president told newsweek quote my dad who started the business might have opened the very first video stores in the country he passed away june 25th and within six or seven months the video business ends he died at the same time as family video dies so they died during the pandemic, which, of course, made it even harder for them to do business. Yeah, you can't go
5: pick up a, a physical copy of something right. and rent it and let somebody else rent the same one. People and
0: were afraid to go yeah. to the damn video store. I mean, more so than they already weren't going. More coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the death of the final chain of video stores. No, I'm not talking about Redbox. That's not a video store. That's just a (laughs) robot. Uh, We're talking about the actual place you can go into and and rent a video. Uh, Family Video is out of business. They closed down last year. In the midst of the quote-unquote pandemic, because, well, it was already a struggling business, and then people
1: just stopped coming in, I imagine. But we'll talk more about it. Kind of like a luxury to me, though, to to be able to go in there and do it. It's the experience yeah. you're paying for. It.
0: and that's something that you're never going to be able to do again, Right? it looks like. Yeah.
5: It's cool that there's a arcade place in New Hampshire. Fun like, spot. You could just play those games on... The computer is something. It's not the same, though. It's
0: no, definitely not the, not the same. Yeah, we can get into it Similar. here. Uh, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts, though. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's start first with Mac in Colorado. Mac, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
4: Hi, Ian. Hey, Mac. Um, hey. So, I recently, uh, since listening this past week, I know you've been talking about uh, DeFi recently and yeah. especially Decentralized uh, and Thor Finance
0: chain. and ThorChain. Yeah, that's a decentralized exchange. Very interesting stuff.
4: So a bunch of dots just connected for me as far as regarding the crypto six. And I think that they actually gutted you guys at the right time that they did it. What do
3: you mean?
0: You're referring to the Crypto 6 that uh, is a raid that happened against uh, this home, this studio, our friend Nobody's House, uh, Aria Demetso, our co-host, and some of our other friends here in New Hampshire, and six people were arrested, six a.m. raids in the middle of winter, and it was absolutely insane and completely unnecessarily violent. And now they're trying to put me and Aria and some other folks into a prison cell for some number of years. Uh, so that's The Crypto 6. You can go to dot 6com to learn more. But you say that this was a, a timed attack?
4: Yes, uh, very, because DeFi did not start to pop off until about the late 20s or 2020. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I think they concluded in their mind with whatever they were investigating you guys with, that if you guys researched DeFi more thoroughly, you guys would probably be a lot bigger right now than without that raid.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be. I definitely feel like I missed uh, a huge opportunity. I mean, the uh, the whole Thor chain thing that you yep. mentioned really took off last year. And of course, I've been under some serious uh, bail restrictions. And you know while I was in jail, of course, was when a lot of this stuff really started to, uh, to come out. Uh, so it made it, you know, I the, I was the primary person who handled the church's investments as far as crypto is mm-hmm. concerned. The Shire Church is uh, what's behind this show, for instance. And And uh, so it was really frustrating because, you know, you can't do a whole lot while uh, you're under these restrictions. And that that would have done a lot for us. There's no doubt about it.
4: I mean, like you guys, every one of you guys sitting down right now, like DeFi would have changed your guys' lives as well as everyone else's lives right now. Because it basically allows you to be self-sustaining without having basically to find a job, at least in the short to mid-term.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I wouldn't say it's too late for people that are interested in getting in, in interest, uh, you know, started in the world of decentralized finance. It's uh, it's still pretty early as far as that goes. the The interest rates that are available, from what I've you know, the research that I've seen, are still pretty high in, in some places. But also, of course, it is still risky. I mean, there's you know, there's always yeah, like the risk of
4: percent a hundred percent interest rates. Of,
0: sure, of course, there's always the risk of the what they call rug the rug pull. pull uh, these yeah. scams that are out there. And so, you, you know, you do have to do a lot of due diligence and, and take some time and really learn about what you're interested in, in getting into. But the cool thing about decentralized finance for listeners that don't know is it's a, it's a finance industry that is permissionless. And that's really the, the real aspect of it. That is the most exciting that you don't have to ask permission to give a loan to somebody or to get a loan from, uh, from somebody or to make an interest uh, rate on something. It's, uh, it's really interesting.
4: Hmm yeah it's that's really amazing what
0: are you excited about specifically matt because obviously DeFi is a large you know industry it's i don't know how many billions of dollars are tied up in it in in crypto but it's a lot so what is it that you know one or two projects that you really got your attention
4: uh nothing in particular it's just mainly the mainstay uh cryptos you know just like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, uh, But there's
0: not a lot I mean, that you can do with Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Ethereum in decentralized finance, with the exception of maybe ThorChain that actually does allow you to trade those things. Usually it's uh, the systems like Ethereum where you can exchange Ethereum tokens. This is some of the the earliest decentralized finance systems. So, it's, I mean, it's interesting that you called into law DeFi, but you don't have any any particular projects that you think are really exciting?
4: Uh, not at this time. I mean, obviously there's like you were talking about uh, Thorchain and Brune mm-hmm. part of Thorchain, which is what uh, their native token that um, backs all the other cryptos and it allows to uh, swap native uh, cryptocurrencies.
0: Yeah, to me, that's the so, most exciting thing i've I've seen that's out there because prior yeah, to Monero,
4: Monero is going to be part of that.
0: I hope At so. We don't. I don't know if they know when that's going to happen, but I know a lot of people want to see that well, they, happen. They're coming to fork it soon. They want to fork
3: really?
1: really. Well, yeah. Well, well, it was. It was an article I was going to bring up too. Like they're they're trying to break away and do their own fork. So there'd be two competing moneros, is I, what you're saying? I think they're trying to keep it away from the exchanges. Is my guess. I don't hmm. know why, but what's Monero? Any privacy coin goes on an exchange, it's traceable outside the. Outside of there,
0: well, you can you can trace whoever holds it on the exchange, obviously, because they would well, an yeah. account. But once it leaves the exchange, it's once again in the yep. the arena, being untraceable. Mac, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing yeah. from you. Um, and you know, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds or anything like that with with technicals, but. The old way to exchange cryptocurrencies was you had to go to a centralized exchange and you're talking about them uh, Joe, being a bad place. They are a bad place to go yes. because they know who you are, they ID you, they yep. want to they get the know your customer information yeah, and if they want to lock your account down, they can do that. Yep. If they want to turn it over to the government, they can do that. Yep. And centralized exchanges are sort of the antithesis of cryptocurrency. Yep. Cryptocurrency was all about independence. Cryptocurrency yep. is supposed to be about you control your money. You're the only one that has the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. Right. And uh, when you when you turn your coins over to Coinbase or Binance or right. one of these other Kraken, one of these centralized exchanges, yeah. they have your keys. Yeah. They have your coins. Yeah. And that means you don't have control. Right. And so to well, have- Well, even if
1: you're pulling it off the exchange, they know it came from the exchange. It was in the exchange, sure. right?
0: So, yeah. I mean, they can trace that from there If unless it's Monero, which then they don't know uh, where it uh, goes. They,
1: I would say they can trace that too. No, Monero
0: is untraceable. I mean, well, they're, they're going to know to which address you withdrew right, right, right. it, but if it goes somewhere, it else, goes from somewhere there, else they, you, can't, they don't they're know. Not know. Right. Um, so you're still better off with Monero as far as privacy is, is yes. concerned. Yeah. Uh, but to, uh, to be able to go to a place in this decentralized finance world and take Bitcoin and exchange it for Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Cash and trade it for uh, Ethereum or something like that, that has not been possible before ThorChain. And ThorChain allows you to do it without asking anyone's permission. You don't have to create an account. You don't, there's no place to put in an ID. There's nothing like that.
1: We can find out more about that Monero fork next.
0: Yeah, I know you've been wanting to talk about what's going on with Monero. Uh, That's on the way as well. Uh, The number 603-283-6160. Also, home video chains going under. The largest chain left in the country has closed down. Uh, You can uh, share your thoughts on that too. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian.
5: And Bonnie.
0: And Joa. We're going back to uh, more of your calls and thoughts, whether you want to weigh in on decentralized finance uh, or video stores and the death of video stores. Coming up, we'll talk about uh, all of that if we get the chance, but your calls come first here so we're going to go to major Payne. he's on the line in michigan major Payne, you're on free talk live
8: hey good evening again. what's Thanks on your mic go ahead uh well i want to touch on the disney thing too but as far as the death of the video stores um the entrepreneurial spirit in small town usa is pretty good and you know there's in, in most of your little burgs and villages and towns you're going to find a grocery store a gas station or someplace that's Carved out a little corner where they do rentals and sales. I mean, I, you can go in and buy an old used DVD for you know five six bucks, or you can rent rent it for a dollar for a couple three days or whatever. Yeah,
5: yeah. I don't but, know about rental, but there is used uh, movies at that Bull Moose place you're talking about.
0: That's not a family store exactly. No, it's wait, a chain,
1: but. He's right though. There there are places like this everywhere. There are those it's places but
0: but you're talking about a small rack yeah, with, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe 20 discs on it or something like that. That's not the same thing as a video store experience. I know what you're you're referring to. I've seen that at, uh, you know, some little gas station in the middle of nowhere, but that's not the same thing as a video store experience.
8: Well, they're they're usually loaded up with a lot more than 20 or 30 DVDs, but uh
0: When's the last time you saw one? I mean, one of you're, these not, places? you're not you're not
8: you're not going to find, like, new releases and such, but, you know, right. you're, you're going to find stuff that's, you know, five, seven years old. And there's a lot of movies worth watching. Again, half my collection is old stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. When was the last time but, you uh, uh, you actually went to one of those places to get a DVD? I usually buy them out of the
8: bins
1: at Walmart. You yeah, for so five, it's not dollars. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, you're saying they those exist. Those are like, but, like 480p. Yeah, but but you're <laughs> saying they exist, but you don't actually use the service.
8: Well, I mean, if I'm driving through Osanik or whatever and getting gas, I've noticed them. And in Hillman, when I'm grocery shopping, mm-hmm. I've noticed them. And you and know, you actually find they, them a lot of
1: times at truck stops. I've I've seen rentals at truck stops. Rentals, rentals. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised about that. Truckers just they probably don't have Netflix, right? So they rent the movie, bring it back the same truck stop when they're they'd... coming back the next. Yeah. wow, that's yeah. interesting.
6: Hey, little little twelve
8: volt DVD players are common.
0: Major, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Jack in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live, Jack.
8: <clears throat> yeah, I caught my ear earlier. You talked about your ankle bracelet. That's And right. I listen to you guys a lot, so I know you don't speak about it uh, frequently. But, like, when do you go to court? What, am I going to lose you? I know you'll be in a cell, potentially, but I'm going to lose my entertainment and my news, you know? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, we don't have I any plans don't, don't to like- uh, to shut Free Talk Live down, so I don't I don't think that you're going to lose. I feel like we talk here, about
5: it like every single night too. So
0: I don't think we talk about it every night. I I certainly am not interested in talking about my own situation well, that often. We I mean, talk about people like, the might,
5: crypto six at least. Every some people every might other day. call yeah.
0: on on occasion, but I don't I don't personally bring it up that much. Unless the the only reason we talked about it recently was because people took a plea deal recently. So mm-hmm. that's that was some mm-hmm. some news. Uh, in that case. The court trial is scheduled for November for those of us who are oh, going okay. to trial, so it is still going to be a ways out, and obviously we have no idea what is going to happen. We're going to, you know, we plan to fight this thing, so it's going to be in the hands of the jury if it does yeah. make it that far, if we can't get the thing kicked out beforehand, which we're going to try that too.
8: Yeah, yeah, fight it to the end. You guys will be completely resolved of everything, I guarantee it. I hope Based so. I've found.
0: If we get a decent jury, then uh, then there's, there's a good chance no. of that. Jack, anything else You're you want to share tonight?
8: Hurt one decent person on the jury that'll be what i'll ask for
0: i I prefer Uh, to have 12 of them but you know one is is better than is better than none yeah i keep saying
5: at least one person in new hampshire that ends up on this jury is gonna you know not be like this is ridiculous at least i hope hope no way around it but
0: anyway thank you guys thanks jack appreciate the call tonight uh all right so
5: thanks for the optimism it gets just so annoying when people are just like so negative about it. it's like yeah We know how it looks. It's just like worrying doesn't help. Doesn't help. Anything makes things worse, in my opinion.
0: Yep. And you're not going to worry yourself back uh, into business. That's for sure. We're talking about family video with over 700 stores. The company's president said that his dad died and, uh, you know, in the middle of uh, the lockdowns or whatever, in the middle of the restrictions, and people weren't coming in the video store and it was already a tough business obviously and the, the story here at newsweek says that uh, family video which again the last chain in the, the united states they're gone now uh they were cutting edge at its inception but like all businesses of its kind it became archaic and hoogland who's the owner wasn't naive enough to think the video rental business would stand the test of time he thought they might have had two or three years left but then the pandemic hit and the closures combined with a lack of new movies right because right. right? there weren't anything nothing Just the fresh junk coming out. no one was yeah, to the, the, the junk that. uh proved to be an insurmountable problem he says uh,
5: do you guys remember how um disney plus rented mulan when it first came out during the pandemic mm-hmm. at the very beginning
3: yeah
0: Which is so the live ridiculous. action one
5: they rented it as in you had to pay like 20 dollars a person
0: to watch it on streaming
5: to watch it just on streaming once or whatever so weird
0: one stores uh reopened in early to mid-july hoogland was waiting for the business to return to pre-pandemic levels but quote they didn't even come close by september 1st he knew family video wouldn't survive and we're talking about september of 2020 right this is a story from last year Mm. Uh, Not wanting to get into the politics of the pandemic, he took some issue with the classification of essential businesses while millions of people can stream thousands of movies from their couch. Family Video provided people in small towns where there's little to do and some can't afford Netflix, what he considered to be essential entertainment. Quote, everyone talks about the blue-collar worker, the people who can't afford this and that, but then in this situation, that's who they were hurting. They're not thinking clearly about what's essential for those people who are less fortunate. I think we realize there's been a lot of damage done to people in terms of the depression and what if, or depression, and what if we thought about that in terms of what's essential? Entertainment could be essential when you're talking about having nothing to do. So I guess they were forced to close it sounds like they were they were told they were a non-essential business and forced to shut down for those months. The closure will closure will put about 5,000 of their employees out of work, mostly in small and rural towns where jobs are meaningful and hard to come by, he said, and he doesn't expect those jobs will be coming back. His father, a man he described as charismatic and a great leader, created family video in 1978. And while often a forgotten character in the story, he made it known that nothing would have been possible without him. Uh, Charlie, his dad, turned the reins over to his son 34 years ago, and with the complete trust of his father to take it in whatever direction he wanted without question, Hoogland kept family video alive nearly after every blockbuster, long after nearly every blockbuster had closed. Their, video abil- their store's ability to stay open is part due to the company owning its buildings, which we talked about before, how they actually rented parts of their buildings out to pizza stores and things like that, which gave the you know, families the chance to have that dinner and a movie night thing, which is a yeah. cool thing. Uh, the pandemic proved to be a double-edged sword because it did boost the pizza business, but it delivered a fatal blow to the movie rentals. The pandemic did? Yeah. Aria said they were crazy busy at the the pizza place that she worked at here. To remain open, stores needed to do a certain level of business to pay the bills, and when states shut down last March, it cut that business down to zero. Juggling the different protocols of the 20 different states where family videos were still located was no easy task, and reopening proved difficult. They had to spend money marketing the reopening to customers, and with 70% of their business being driven by new releases... Without any new movies on the shelves, people didn't have a reason to come in. Family Video stopped running movies in January and has since been working on selling off their inventory. In the wake of the closure, he's gotten to see how much the company meant to the communities that it served. Thousands of people begged them to stay open, and employees who haven't worked for the company in 15 years called to say how much they loved working at their company. It's got to be really hard, you know, to go through that.
5: I bet if they would have let, you know, um, small people who weren't part of Hollywood be the only ones that got to put movies in their uh store. You That'd mean like independent movies? Yeah, like a while back though, not like uh. just start doing it during the pandemic, then it would have been fine because I bet those people continued making movies.
0: Yeah, I mean there's always gonna be somebody out there with a creative spirit to yeah. get Hollywood, out there.
5: You know Cuckery is probably stops
1: them from <laughs> making amazing. I'm a, like I'm a good snob to like films. It's got to be good directing and producing. Or I mean, watching it. it's just ugh, terrible movies out there. I now. just I
5: don't have that much sympathy for Hollywood proper uppers.
1: There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us.
0: Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here and you can join us. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's Ian
5: and Bonnie
0: and Joa. We will take your calls and your thoughts. And if you want to uh, memorialize the family video store, not specifically this one chain, but just the idea yeah. of video stores in general, something that has gone completely on the wayside there are very few of them remaining out there they're they're like this jewel if you can find one of uh, like walking into the past yeah and that's that's the only reason why that one blockbuster is is left they're basically banking on that nostalgia at this point they're hoping that people like people that want to come in and like take a picture of a video store there's there's hey, probably honey
1: you want this one
0: <laughs> There's more looky-loos uh that just come and like take a photograph in front of the store and then leave. You know, yeah. it's not a it's not so much like a video store as it is this sort of piece of Americana almost uh at this I just point.
5: don't care that much about the nostalgia well, you did, you did. aspect of it. Yes, I did. Well, I was said, a little kid in you, 2001. you too young. No. <laughs> you
0: you did say you you went to those as a little kid and I don't have like a real love for it or anything like that. Um, but I can appreciate it.
5: My number one childhood obsession was like Neopets as a kid. If Neopets just went away because nobody wanted it anymore, I wouldn't be crying about it like it's the, you know, somebody's fault. (laughs) I I don't know. I just i don't get it there's something else we talked to. oh dr seuss books we we disagreed about this on the show before you were mm-hmm. like it's a shame that they're taking out some dr seuss books we grew up with those books and i just don't care things change and i'm, I'm just totally fine with that
0: yeah, but it was for a dumb reason i mean yeah. somebody decided that now it's woke to hate dr seuss and now it's a, th- a see, thing
1: i'm not specifically going to like grocery stores to get the clerk right like if you want the clerk and you want the nostalgic effect of seeing the clerk, you have at it. But I'm going to bag my own because I want to okay, get the heck you out use of the here. Self checkout, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to stay there any longer than I need to.
0: Yeah, look, uh, I I get the idea that things change. And I'm not against that, right? Like I wasn't going to video stores. I don't. It's <laughs> not the end of my world to see them go away. And I it think is it's sad
5: that the government is the reason.
0: It's inevitable. Well, it's not the in the case of Family Video, that was the sort yeah, of the nail yeah, in the I coffin. Would say, yeah. Uh, but it but it wasn't the reason. Tech, mm-hmm. tech is the reason. Yeah, technology. It, it, it and things do change. Be a
5: technocrat, Ian?
0: I, I'm absolutely not. Uh, what is a technocrat?
5: Isn't a technocrat somebody who doesn't want the? It might be a different word. I thought it was the person, people who don't want new tech because it will take no, our I think jobs.
1: Reverse that. I think technocrats want uh, technology to just increase and make more conveniences. I think you're talking about.
0: I thought a technocrat uh, was somebody that wants to use technology to achieve
1: power. Over My
5: bad. People. Okay, wrong word. It's like
1: anarcho-green. Whatever the anarcho-green is, I forget what it is. But um,
5: it has the word tech in it, definitely. But oh. I think what, I'll make up a new word: te- technophobe. Don't be a technophobe. Oh, yeah. That would be okay. a
0: luddite. Luddite. I mean, Luddite is a person who doesn't want to see technology advance. They want mm, to go yeah, back yeah. to living in a cave. Yeah, they don't, don't, uh, don't have like electricity. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm definitely not like that. It's like people um, who
5: uh, didn't want you know factories to get better because that will take a couple jobs off, even though it made the yeah. factories ten times more productive and made everybody you know richer.
1: I mean, but the truth is, is if we didn't have say government and inflation rates and all this stuff, the the convenience that we have of automation with our food and and everything we just essentially see really really cheap prices and people probably would never ever have to starve just just because of the inflation rates the, that they're doing this at the same rate as technology increasing mm-hmm. see my point you know well I mean I don't think anyone in the United States is starving
0: at this point um, I don't know if we're going to see that happen anytime soon but certainly in Venezuela they're skipping meals yeah and that's because of inflation. Like China. That's straight well, up inflation. Uh, I bet people
3: different.
5: will be star- starving in America soon. I mean, they've been printing well, like they never have historically.
0: In China, they're locked down. That's the, And they're relying on the government to bring their food. So, yeah, there's definitely people starving in China right now because of that.
1: Yeah, you, if you're getting free food right now, you got slim pickings and you're probably not getting the best quality of food. So, you know, health is becoming less of a convenience uh, than ever before. So, if. Probably you need to be middle class or upper middle class to really be healthy and eat healthy. You know you're putting something good in your body.
5: That's true. It is so weird that like really poor people are always really fat Mm -hmm. because they just eat like high fructose, corn syrup, everything. Potato chips,
1: convenient items. Don't learn anything Lots of soda.
0: Lots of soda. Lots of drinking. Uh, Let's uh, continue here. We've got a caller on the line from, I'm not sure what, 417, is that Missouri? Uh, You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
7: Hey, this is Jessica from Missouri.
0: Ah, I called it. All right, well, go ahead.
7: Okay, um, yeah, I wanted to say that, you know, these people that are all in for and gung-ho about having all these cameras all over the place and all this surveillance by the state, I figure they, they're like that because you know, they want everybody else to get the ticket. They want everybody else to get arrested. They want to the stay to come down on everybody else. They're yep. bitter. But they probably break all kinds of laws, too. <laughs> yep,
5: you know. I, b- I think you're referring to Sarah, right? Sarah, who's a big, big red light camera fan.
0: You mean this Sarah? Yes. Sarah is on the line here. Uh, Sarah, are you still with us?
8: Yes, yes, I am in favor of that. Well, the, they're they're scared. Uh, if the city is scared uh, that they don't can get enough red light camera tickets, Sarah, revenues. were you
0: listening to the the to was it Jill, Jessica, Jessica? Jessica. Sorry,
7: I could, I could not. I, I try to. Uh, he's got a heavy accent. Uh, can you, She doesn't can you have a. Hev- hev- it's a
0: it's a female, and she doesn't have a heavy accent. Uh, if you'll just listen, she's saying that you take a uh, you you benefit because you break the law, probably. While you uh, you also call for people to be busted for breaking victimless Jeez. crime laws.
1: Is this true about her? Yeah,
7: but there is a victim. You know what? For every speeder, there's a big, big, a uh, lot of people die from people. Uh, every that, time that someone speeds.
1: A <laughs> okay, if you could know, provide me the victims when I was uh, allegedly is. speeding, uh, really that'd die. be great.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jessica.
7: Well, not every time somebody steps on the gas does anybody die that's a lie man
0: Yeah probably 99.9% of the time somebody uh goes over the speed limit no one dies because yeah. it's an entirely safe activity uh I don't want to keep you know, Sarah on like the line so she's most gone
3: people most people that, that die in car accidents don't
2: die from speeders they die from drunk drivers or
1: Good point or I was about not to bring at one up
2: because the
0: they're looking at their phone or something
1: you know, That's I had a, a I had a witness on the stand today. I had trial for a, a, a speeding, speeding ticket. ticket. Yeah, And uh, it's funny. Ian told me afterwards, and I should have brought up before, beforehand, but the witness that I had, the sheriff, he had actually gotten a DUI in his, like, recently? Like, how long ago? Probably five or six years ago. Okay. Yeah.
5: okay. Wow. It doesn't matter. And he's prosecuting people yeah. for going yeah. over the speed limit. No
1: victim. You know, he could have created easily victims. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, glad he didn't get away with it. I had to remind him afterwards. Well, he's still working in the business, but... uh, Um,
5: I I saw a related story today, too. In Houston, there's a bill, I don't know if it's passed, that is going to make it to where businesses have to install cameras and they have to let the cops view them whenever they want without a warrant. Whoa, that's really bad. In Houston, Texas.
0: Jessica, anything else you want to share? No, that's pretty much it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Joe, what's going on with the Monero? And we talked about the uh, Monero folks saying, time to withdraw from the exchanges. Get your Monero off the exchanges. It's a terrible idea. Exchanges don't care about your privacy. Get your Monero off. But they're locking a lot of people out. They're preventing that from happening. What have you been hearing
1: recently? So uh, on Decrypt.co, Monero, and the title is, Monero rallies 22% in a week amid hard fork announcement and Moneron, as in like Monero run.
0: Yeah, it's like a run on the banks, yeah. except on the
1: exchanges. But uh, it, it goes to say, privacy coin Monero is surging on the news of an upcoming hard fork slated for July, and the group of enthusiasts that stirred a crypto bank run uh, lending privacy coin Monero XMR has rallied 9.56 in the last 24 hours and 22.8% in the last week after developers confirmed on GitHub that a hard fork is due July 16th. I think... Stop pulling it now. You know, you don't want to be keeping it on there before this July sixth. Yeah, 16th. because
5: apparently some people have already gotten their Monero frozen on their account. That's
1: right. They're, the exchanges are freezing it, and you can't pull it where they're just preventing you. Or they're just stealing it straight up. So get That's it so off. They want to show that there. they
5: don't have the reserves they say they do.
0: Are they naming names on which exchanges are actually freezing people's accounts? Um, good question. Because I, I read about it earlier, but they didn't say who it was.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Uh, just curious. I if don't, you don't know, see anything. No, nope, I don't okay. really see anything. But it is happening. And it's just like going to the moon today. Like, I was like looking at wow. it. It's just, it just keep going up. It's about time. I mean, yeah. Monero, it's it's such a cool technology. It's always
5: shocked me that it's so not.
0: It should be top 10, but yeah. it's not. It's in like the 30s.
5: It's like the first as- one.
1: It's pretty amazing. I don't know if you guys see that chart.
0: Yeah, it's been a great chart. I was chart looking at there? it uh, before the show, up 22% in the last week. And that's in terms of Bitcoin. Hmm. It's up 22% compared to the price
1: of Bitcoin. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't even follow the USDT anymore yeah. because that's so.
0: Hey, check out uh, Joe's channel. It's Breaking the Flaw. He's on Odyssey. You can still probably find him on YouTube. if They haven't taken him off uh, off YouTube yet. Not yet. Uh, but get well, on over to Breaking Odyssey the Flaw. Too, right? Follow him on Odyssey. We can follow our Odyssey channel as well. Go to video.freetalklive.com. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.
3: Insight Daily Radio.
2: Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon Novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life.
6: Early morning is the greatest time It wasn't always that way, and I don't know what changed things. I quit alcohol in 2002. That might have something to do with it, Uh, but you wake up at 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning, in a quiet, dark apartment apartment. And I put on the coffee, and I sit down, and out of your sleep, out of your dream life, come ideas.
2: That's author and humorist Garrison Keeler, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold.